Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. Praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you this week. Are you ready for a good week this week? Hey, I believe this could be a wonderful week. Praise the Lord. Do you believe that? I believe it, and I'm pumped up to say that this is going to be a wonderful week in God. Praise the Lord. You know, every day is a blessing day, and blessings are chasing you down today, and they're chasing me down today because we are the blessed of the Lord. Do you believe that? Hey, I believe it, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you if you'd believe that way and trust the Lord for blessings every day. He's a good God, and he wants to do good things for you. Hey, you know, not just the one next to you, not the one on that side or this side. He wants to do something in your life today. Do you believe that? Do you believe the Holy Spirit could minister to you and encourage you today right there where you're at? Maybe if you're on your couch or right there if you're in your chair, on your motorcycle, in your car, wherever you are today, you know, the Holy Spirit can encourage you right there. You know, maybe you've been down this week or maybe you've been sad this week. You know, let the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Ghost get there right there where you're at today and encourage you today and everything that you're doing. Do you believe he could do that? Hey, he's the joy of the Lord. He's the peace of the Lord. He is your everything, and he can make your your week wonderful if you let the Holy Spirit do that. Praise the Lord. So I'm so glad to get to be with you. I hope that your week has been good, and I hope that you've been taking care of yourself spiritually. Have you been taking care of yourself spiritually the way that you ought to? You know, it's interesting how people take care of themselves, the way they eat and the way they do things. But are they taking care of themselves spiritually the way that we ought to? You know, you have to feed on the word every day. You got to feed on the word every night. You know, make sure that you're getting enough word in you, you know, and you got to hear the word. You know, how can we, how will we hear without a preacher? Well, you know, we have to hear the word by the Holy Spirit through ministers, the fivefold ministry. And so it's important that we're doing that on a regular basis. Are you putting yourself in the right attitude? atmosphere. You know, we have to make sure that we're in the right atmosphere all the time. And so it's important that you're doing that. I believe you're here because you're wanting to be in the right atmosphere, you know, to charge your faith, to encourage yourself, you know, and, and it's important because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's amazing. You know, you, you look at a battery, how it needs to be charged, you know, the rechargeable batteries that you buy, they have little areas that you put the battery on to recharge it. But it's amazing how Christians don't put themselves in the right environment to recharge themselves all the time. You know, you got to put yourself in the right environment. The key to doing anything well for the Lord and having great success is making sure that you're placing yourself in the right environment. Praise the Lord. So I hope that you're doing that, a faith-filled environment. Well, you know, you can catch us live. We try to be here every Sunday for you. And of course, we try to be on Wednesdays for you. Lately, we've been having series played, uh, but you can listen to those series at jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com for Wednesdays. Right now, we're in the middle of a series on confession. And of course, on on Sundays, you can catch me live. I'm live right here, right now. Praise the Lord. And uh, you can catch us live on Wednesdays and Sundays if you'd like to catch us live, you know. And so you can do that. Feel free to turn, turn us on. Of course, we have a video that we uh, we upload at eight o'clock or at nine o'clock on YouTube. How you doing out there on YouTube? And uh, you can watch the video if you'd like to watch the video uh, that we try to upload for you at uh, nine o'clock on Sundays. You can listen to the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbean, TuneIn, Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can catch us on Pandora. You can catch us on Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchasers, Player FM, Samsung. 
And there's others. If you'd like to check those out, you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and hit the media tab. Should have most of them on there. We keep getting on new uh, avenues all the time. It's such a blessing. And uh, so you can listen to us in uh, many different places. You shouldn't have to get another app on your phone. Uh, you should be able to listen to us in many different areas. Praise the Lord. And of course, like I said, you can also watch us on YouTube. We have something like 200 and something videos on YouTube. If you'd like to watch some YouTube's, YouTube videos to build your faith, and uh, you'll see me from time from the time that I've started all the way to the time now, you'll see me, you know, as I'm heavier, thinner, heavier, thinner. <laughs> You catch me all different ways, different glasses, and uh, you can watch those YouTube videos if you'd like to. And we also, we have uh, lots of uh, shorts that we've got going around. My son's put them in all different languages and going into uh, doing all different kinds of languages and going around the world with shorts. And you can check out the shorts if you'd like to check those out there too with different uh, languages. Luke 638 says, given it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I like what one man said. He said that uh, he said you can't afford not to give. Isn't that good to think about? You can't afford not to give. Make sure that you're giving somewhere. We're not pressuring you to give here. If you'd like to, you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and hit the giving tab if you'd like to give. But make sure you're giving somewhere. You know, you're robbing yourself of a blessing if you don't give. You want to make sure that you're giving so God can give back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Running, running over. That's his law. Galatians 6, 7 says it like this in the Amplified, and I like this version. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Think about that. That's his law. We don't want to mock his law, do we? You know, God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this only is what he will reap. You know, there's people sowing bad things all the time, and they reap all kinds of bad things in their life. You know, and there's people that sow good things all the time and they're reaping good things. They say, well, why are they getting treated different? Well, maybe you're not sowing good things all the time. Sow good things, purpose to sow good things on a daily basis. You know, not just your money, but your time, your prayers, your love. Show that you're sowing good things all the time. Isn't that what Jesus told us to do? He said, love your neighbors, you love yourself, right? He says, love him, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, but love your neighbor as yourself, you know, and uh, do you treat yourself good? Well, you know, you need to treat others really good too, praise the Lord, and show some love to them, praise the Lord. Well, we've been talking about, uh, we're talking about the time of the end is what we've been talking about. You know, we just got through talking about what those things uh, represent at the time of the end, right? That we talked about what we need to be looking for before the time of the end. What are we talking about with the time of the end? Well, the time of the end of us being here, <laughs> amen, as Christians, you know, and, and that's what we were talking about, the time of the end, you know. There's going to be a time that we're out of here, and so it's important that you're watching, right? The Scripture says for us to do that, to be watching for the time of of the end, praise the Lord. And we've been kind of going on with this series, you know, we've, we've talked about what's going to happen before the rapture in the first message. We talked about the rapture in the first three and a half years of the tribulation in the second message. And we're going to be talking about the last three and a half years in this message. And then the next message, we're going to talk about what happens with Jesus rule and reign and God's kingdom being set up on earth. And the, the two, the, we're going to talk about the millennium. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things that you don't want to miss next week. It's going to be a blessing to you. So we're going to enjoy today and enjoy the message that we have today. So get your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. 
oh, we're going to have a good time. Praise the Lord. You know, you, isn't it good to come to church and learn a few things? Why, why is it important to know about what's going to happen when we're out of here? Well, you want to bring others with us, right? You don't want to be leaving people behind. You know that you, they could be going with us. It, wouldn't that be selfish of us just to take off and not grab as many people as we could to go with us? No, we want to make sure that we we get this message out to everybody and let them know that they need Jesus and that they need to go with us. You know, rap, the rapture is nothing new, right? We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but uh, it's not like someone hasn't been raptured before, right? We can go through. We'll we'll look at that, but uh, you know, this is not this is nothing new, and of course, this is not even going to be the last one. There'll be more after this one. And so we're going to get into talking about that today. So get your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. We're going to have a good time. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Uh, Father, we just thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you for that burden-removing, yoke-destroying power, Father. We thank you that you're touching someone right there, right there where they're at today, healing them right now by your power, Father, and your presence in Jesus' name. We thank you for healing is touching them right there where they're at, Father, Lord, healing somebody. Somebody's getting whole right now. We just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just give you the praise and glory for it, for your precious Holy Spirit. And he's getting there right there, Father, with somebody in his living room sitting there, sitting in his chair. Father, you're touching them right there where they're at. We just thank you, Father, for that. And, Father, somebody that desperately needs a touch from you, you're touching them right now in Jesus' name. And we just give you the praise and glory for that, too, Father. We praise you, give you glory. You are awesome. We just thank you, Father, for it. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord, as we get into this message today, for your precious Holy Spirit being our teacher, being our standby, flooding us with light, helping us to see some things we've never seen before. We thank you for no one leaving without getting something today. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise, Lord. Help us to be flooded with light. Help us to see some stuff we've never seen before. Help us to be encouraged. We pray in Jesus' name, and we give you the praise and glory for it. And we just thank you, Father. For Before we go, Father, we also we always like to minister to you. Thank you for taking care of our families, taking care of us. Thank you for foreseeing what we got to do in the future and taking care of it, prearranging it. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. You're so good to us all the time, every day when I go to bed, when I get up, you're good to me. And I just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go ahead and look a little bit back at what we talked about last week. So we're this week we'll be talking about the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation. Well, what do we know about the tribulation? Well, we know it's not going to be good, right? You don't want to be here for any part of the seven-year tribulation. You know, and it's, it has to happen. It's going to be the wrath of God that starts it off, right? It was going to start with an act of the wrath of God. You don't want to be here. Of course, we know for a fact you're going to be gone just because the wrath of God is going to be released. You can't be around where the wrath of God's being released, right? We know that. The scripture tells us that. And so we're going to be looking here at the last three and a half years of the tribulation here. We know the first half is called the tribulation, right? And we know the second half is called the great tribulation. Why is it called the great tribulation? And why is it called the tribulation? Well, because it's not going to be, the, the events aren't going to be quite, quite as strong the first three and a half years. They are going to be strong, but the last three and a half years are going to be very, very strong. And so it's important that you understand that, you know, there's the great tribulation, which is the last three and a half years of the tribulation. And the first part of the tribulation, which is the first three and a half years, is just called the tribulation, right? During that first half, the Antichrist is getting his plan together. 
So, you know, he's, he's, he has to have time to get his plan together during that first three and a half years. He's moving quickly. He's got three, he's only got seven years to get all this done. That's not very long if you think about it. And he's got three and a half years to start getting his plan together the way that he needs it to get together. So, you know, and then right in the middle, that's really when he kind of becomes at his emphasis in the middle of the, in the middle of the tribulation gets to his highest peak is right there in the middle of the, um, when we, we call that the mid tribulation, right? Well, during the first half of the Antichrist is getting his plan together, and he has to set up a place. Uh, he has a place of rule that he has in the European Mediterranean areas where he starts, basically, you know, and he's going to move that area and he's going to set up his rule and his kingdom that he's trying to start there uh, in, in of course there at uh, in israel and we're going to look at that here in just a moment but the rapture of the church is already uh, taking place right at the beginning of the three and a half year tribulation aren't you glad you're going to be gone for this <laughs> that you're not going to be a part of it right well you know you want to be a part of that you know this is nothing new like i've talked about you know enoch was raptured Elijah was raptured. Jesus was raptured, right? Nothing new. All of them have been risen and went to be with the Lord. And there will be four more. The great, there'll be the church. That's us. That's you. That's me. We're called the church, right? And well, I talked about that last uh, week there at the very free, right at the beginning of the chapters, right after the fifth chapter, all the way to the 18th chapter. There's no mention of the church in the book of Revelation. Why is that? Well, that's because we are gone right? And the book of Revelation set up in perfect chronological order. A lot of people would say it isn't, but it is. It's set up in perfect chronological, chronological order. And then, of course, you know, you have some uh, pages there give you more info, or you have some chapters that give you more information, expand on the other chapters, but it is set up in great and perfect chronological order. And of course, you know, you have, we're, we're out of here, John going up to meet the Lord and going up to heaven there. He said he was called up to be with the Lord. That's a good depiction of the rapture of the church, right? Well, the church is one of them, the great multitude, which is in the middle of the tribulation where we're starting today, the great multitude. Notice they're called something different, right? They're not called the church. They're called the great multitude, right? And that's that's where people get confused. They start saying, well, that was the church in the middle of the tribulation. That's where you get your mid-tribbers from. But they're not even called the church. They're called the mid-tribulation saints. And these are people, right, that are going to get saved during the first three and a half years of the tribulation. These are people that are that are going to see the wrath of God being poured out, which we talked about in that war with Russia and Israel. Again, uh, it's going to be some other countries involved there, but uh, basically it's going to be Russia and Israel, and they're going to get wiped off the earth within 24 hours. And uh, it's an interesting war in Ezekiel 38 and 39. You can look at that war. But uh when you look at that, you know, you see that, uh, that there's, there's, there's a great, there's lots of people that are going to get saved. They're going to see, well, man, <laughs> there really is a God, you know, and uh, they're going to want to get saved right away. We're out of here. They're going to see that be poured out and they're going to want to get saved. And there are going to be a lot of people that repent and get saved. That's who the great multitude is during that first three and a half years. It's going to be people that turn to God and get right with God. And there are going to be people that are saved during that time. Of course, then we have the 144,000 that are going to be raptured, which will be about uh, three months. No one has the exact date of when they're going to be raptured out of here, but the 144,000 Jewish uh, men. And, and of course, the people that get saved are going to be uh, the, Jew the Jewish people that they get saved are going to be raptured. 
uh, right after at that time. And it's going to be about three and a half months or three months right after the uh, mid-tribulation is what uh, most people believe. And then you got the two witnesses, right? They're going to be raptured. And so you got many, many raptures, not just one. There's going to be several. <laughs> There's already been some. So it's nothing new, right? And so, you know, if somebody says, well, this is something new or something that you're, you know, that we've never seen before, something I've never heard before. No, this is something that's been going on for some time. And God, he always takes care of his righteous people, even with Noah. Remember Noah, he went up and he came back down safely right right after the uh, wrath of god was poured upon the earth he was safe above it and then he went right back down just like you're going to be safely above the wrath of god being poured upon the earth today he takes care of his righteous he takes care of you right he's taking care of you right there where you're at more than you even know today because he takes care of his righteous people he loves his people right god's a god of love and he loves his people praise the lord well the antichrist will be revealed in his time it was is what thessalonians 2 3 through 9 talks about and he really is going to be more predominantly on the earth during the mid-tribulation right the man of sin will be revealed in his time what is the character of this man of sin what's he like well you know we can go through different scriptures but of course, you can see here. I believe there was a great book by uh, Hilton Sutton talking about the, uh, the 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 character of the Antichrist. There's lots of scripture. You can go look at that, and that's where I got these from. And it talks about he's a visionary. He's a great orator. He's a persecutor. He's a lawyer. He has a fierce uh, facial features, spiritual medium, uh, powerful with great ability, deceitful. He uses flattery. Uh, regards not the gods of the God of our fathers, right? And he calls himself God. The Bible gives us a picture of him being also a gay man, a homosexual man in Daniel 11, 20, 37, Revelation 11, and Daniel 7 through 2. So you can kind of get that picture of him. Well, so it's important to know what he's like and who he is, what he stands for. You know, we have an Antichrist spirit going across the earth right now. If you look at it, you know, you can see this character and this, uh, this spirit flowing across the earth right now. So it's easy for it to be anytime we see oh you know when we're talking about the end of days man we're we're living in it we're right in the midst of when this could happen anytime for the rapture of the church to take place and these events to start unfolding we have the environment set up everything's set in, in motion for it to happen but uh, you know of course we don't know the exact time or day of the rapture but we know we do know the seasons because of what daniel tells us and of course we know what jesus told us you can also look at jesus and matthew the 24th chapter look at some of the things he talked about uh, some of the things of the end well the antichrist makes a peace agreement with israel of course and right at the very begin beginning of the uh, tribulation right then he breaks that uh, agreement right in the middle of the tribulation we're going to talk about that a little bit here and that agreement you can look at in uh, daniel the ninth chapter the 27th verse russia their allies go to war with israel and will be wiped off the earth in 24 hours we were talking about that last week right hey this is being set up now if you look at the earth you can see this is being set up for right now a lot of things are behind you know if you watch the news a lot you know and you keep following the news i don't i don't tell you i'm not sitting there telling you, you should watch the news 24 7 but you can see you know that the rush is behind quite a bit of what's going on here in the and the uh, a lot of things of the conflicts that are going on over there with israel and uh, you can see this war happening just about any time think about that today you know now this isn't armageddon we know a lot about this war and 
in uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and it's going to be the one right after the rapture. And this is an interesting war because it's the wars in different locations, right? And it has seven years, it's seven years prior to Armageddon in Ezekiel 39. And it's between different people. So there's a whole lot of different people that are involved. And then what is going to be involved? We know that there's going to be different armies that are involved in Armageddon. And so this is a a totally different war. Of course, we also know about the 144,000 Jewish virgin men who are sealed with a mark that they're immune to, to anybody touching them. And so they're going to be out there getting the Jewish people saved until they are raptured off right after uh, the mid-tribulation, about three and a half years after the mid-tribulation. So they're out there trying to get them saved. You know, you think about that. The Antichrist has so much opposition going against him. How could he ever be that powerful, (laughs) right? He has so much opposition against him. You know, he's got two witnesses right in front of him, two witnesses witnessing about Jesus 24-7 right there in front of him, and he can't do nothing about it. Think about that today. You know, people make him way bigger than he really is, but, you know, he is awful. He is a horrible, horrible uh, entity. But you think about you think about all the opposition that he has, he can't be that powerful. Uh, now we're looking at the 144,000 Jewish men who are sealed with a mark and are immune from anybody touching. They start to evangelize Israel to get them all saved. Ezekiel 9 and Zechariah 8.23, Revelation 7.23, and Revelation 7.1 through 8 talks about that in the 14th chapter. And 1 through 4, you can look at that as well. Many people repent and get saved when they see God's wrath poured out, we were talking about. Now I'm just going a little bit over last week, but, uh, you know, you think about that, you know, lots of people will see that great event of them getting wiped out within 24 hours and they'll be like, I want to get saved. <laughs> they want to get saved quickly, you know? And I, I think anybody, well, you know, you think this is going to be live. You'll see this on the internet. You'll see this all around the world, you know, and you, man, it's going to have quite an inf- impact on the world. And a lot of people want to get saved quickly. And of course, what he, he wants to, and that is his goal to take over and rule the world, but the Antichrist will never rule the world. We know that from scriptures, you know, they, you say, well, that conflicts with what he says. No, it's a state, it's a statement, you know, given a broad statement about who he is and what he wants to do. But we know also that he never completely rules the world because we know the areas that he does rule. The Bible says he does, and that it's a general statement, but it's because we know that certain groups that he never rules over. And uh, there's certain peoples that he never, you know, has a chance to, you know, rule over. Think about that today. You know, he never rules over the Chinese army, right? And different uh, groups he never rules over. He never rules over Israel, right? Israel finds their hiding place. And, of course, we can get into all the areas that he actually does rule over. He does not rule the world. The truth is he gets way too much opposition to fully be successful with his plan. It's true. You know, he, he can't be successful with his plan because he has way too much going on in the earth. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You know, I would, he, he has too, God's tried too hard to get people saved, even through the seven year tribulation. Think about the grace of God and his love, even in the seven year tribulation and his wrath being poured out and uh, lots of things are happening. You know, they, we've got the, uh, uh, you know, we got the earth and all the things happening within the earth, you know, and, you know, with the, with the, uh, with all the, uh, uh, with the different ha- things happening with the mountains and we have the earthquakes and all these things happening, 
But, you know, God still has his grace and his love, and he's still getting people saved. Think about that today. That's how we know the Holy Spirit's still here. People couldn't still be getting saved if the Holy Spirit was still here. And so it's important that you realize that the Holy Spirit's still here, still getting people saved, and that we still have a job in heaven, you know, praying for people here on earth. That's what we'll be doing in heaven is we'll be praying for those seven years. We'll come along, Jesus. And be praying with people, praying with him for seven years. So you know a lot of people are going to get saved. Jesus gets his prayers answered, doesn't he? And uh, we'll be praying with him. Well, like we said, his agreement will be broken with Israel. Daniel 9, 24 through 27 talks about that. Yeah, so he, you know, he breaks his truce, this covenant that he has with Israel. He breaks that covenant. And he, he, want, he doesn't keep what he says and keep peace for Israel. And, of course, he, he causes lots of havoc because of that. And of course, the remnant of Israel that goes into hiding in a place where the Antichrist cannot find them, they, you know, they, they go into hiding, and he can't find them. That just shows how powerful he is. He can't be everywhere at one time like God. You know, he claims to be God, but he can't be everywhere at one time. He can't. He's not all-knowing like God, right? He, but he claims to be God. Wow. Interesting God, right? The great multitude is raptured right there in the middle of the mid-tribulation. These are people that get saved and those who are, are not right with God, along with people of Israel that are getting saved right there in the middle of the mid-tribulation. They're raptured right out of here. Powerful to think about. You know, and this is why it's so confusing about the rapture with different peoples because they don't realize there's more than one, right? And they get confused because they don't think about there being more than one, and then they try to, they always want to tie it all together. You know, there's different events that are happening, and that's why they get confused. Well, the 144,000 Jewish evangelists are still here approximately six months or so after, uh, what did I say earlier? I said three months, about six months or so after the tribulation. Now, one is uh, for sure, no one's for sure the exact time, and we don't have the exact time of when they're going to be actually raptured out of here. Yeah, I'm looking over my notes. I do apologize, but sometimes I get to thinking about different things. But yeah, it should be about six months is what's going to be happening. Then we got the upheaval of nature that's going on throughout the earth. <laughs> we was already seeing major events like this happening already. We're already seeing earthquakes. You know, I'm in Oklahoma, and we don't ever see earthquakes. I I can't remember an earthquake being in Oklahoma. We other just a few weeks ago we had several earthquakes. Unbelievable. Think about that several earthquakes just recently and we just had a major earthquake in america is a major earthquake and have you ever seen it all all around america we were seeing them out here in the country <laughs> well we know those are the birth pains of jesus coming back right we know that those are signs of his coming well there's gonna be three different uh upheavals of nature we know the beginning of the tribulation there'll be one in the middle of the tribulation and one at the last day of the tribulation the antichrist moves against daniel against israel daniel 9 matthew 24 through 15 he moves into israel the abomination of desolation described by daniel begins where the antichrist takes his position on the temple mount in jerusalem and of course, you know, he, the Antichrist announces himself as God in the temple. And uh, we see that there in Second Thessalonians uh, 2, 3 through 4, right? Well, he's not God, but he likes to, he wants everybody to think he's God, right? He's got the big head, doesn't he? <laughs> right? And he does. And he, he is definitely demonic. And he, anybody that calls himself God is definitely demonic. There's only one God, right? And he, he rules and reigns supreme. He's happy. 
and he's not worried about anything today. Well, the Antichrist destroys the harlot, the false religion is what we refer to as the harlot. Some people uh, even think that the uh, false religion or the harlot is going on in the earth today in Geneva, the World Council of Churches is what some people refer to as the harlot. Well, you know, that's false religion is what they're referring to when they talk about the harlot there in Revelation 17 to 16 through 18. Well, the Antichrist announces himself as God in the temple in the second Thessalonians of two, three through four. And of course he, uh, he puts out that the mark, he wants to everyone to have the mark of the beast introduced in Revelations 13, 16 through 18. What is this mark? You know, People are worried about this mark today, but why would they be worried about it today? That can't even happen until three and a half years into the tribulation. Think about that today. People are worried about the Antichrist being on the scene today, but why are they worried he can't be revealed until three and a half years into the tribulation? Think about that today. So you, whoever you think it is, it's not him today. We have to be out of here before he can even be revealed, which he'll be revealed at the beginning of the tribulation, but he really doesn't hit his Ephesus until the middle of the tribulation. So people really aren't going to hear about him too much until the middle of the three and a half years of the tribulation when he's at his pinnacle in the middle of the tribulation. Wow, that's interesting to think about. Well, the mark of the beast, people talk about it all the time. This is the mark of the beast. This could be it. You know, this is it. You know, no. Nobody knows what that can be. They can't know until the middle of the tribulation, which is three and a half years into the middle of the seven-year tribulation. It's not even introduced until that time. So we have no idea what it is. You know, some people think, well, Elon Musk with his, uh, you know, his uh, chip that he's working on to put in your head, you know, there's actually another company to do it too, not just him, but they're, they're worried about this. And some people think it's those marks, you know, at the grocery store that you get on your arm, you know, <laughs> well, we don't know. And we're not going to know until that time, right? And it's important not to take that mark. Let's look at that. The mark of the beast is introduced. You either take this mark in your right hand or your forehead, right? So it's going to be in your hand or it'll be in your forehead. This mark will be, and you can either buy or sell without this mark, right? So it's going to, it's going to cost you everything. If you don't have it, you won't be able to buy. You won't be able to sell. You won't be able to purchase things on the market. You won't be able to sell things. Think about that. You know, that shuts your business down pretty quick, you know? So it's, it's called, it's to limit you from what you're doing. And so you'll serve the antichrist as God, right? If you take this mark, there is no salvation for you. So if you're watching this message and, and you say, well, Jeremiah had to take the mark. Well, you know, there, unfortunately, there's no salvation for you. You do not want to take that mark. If you have that choice right now, you don't want to take that mark, right? And so it's important, you know, you say that's why we make some of these videos and some of these uh, audios, you know, so that you know and have an understanding, you know, that you do not want to take that mark, right? Of course, there'll be saints martyred in the last three and a half years and have a special place under the God's altar in heaven. I wish I could go more into that. That's an interesting thing. And they actually have a song that they sing. And uh, you can read about that in the book of Revelations. There's two witnesses that we'll see here. Revelations 11, uh, the 11th chapter, the third verse through the 12th verse it talks about there. And these two witnesses are interesting. 
for years and years. People think they know who the two witnesses are, but we don't know who the two witnesses are. It could be you. It could be me. It could be uh, someone well-known, but we don't know who these witnesses are. And a lot of people try to identify who they are, but nobody knows. Uh, You might think it might be Anak. Some people believe it's uh, Apostle John. Some believe it's Elijah, Moses, uh, Joshua, or Zerubbabel. We do not know who that's going to be, who those two witnesses are going to be, but it is fun to kind of look and see who we think they might be. Well, these two will be reminding the Antichrist of his future every day. Think about that, you know. He's going to be sitting there. He has all this opposition. He's got two witnesses in front of him that are reminding him every day. (laughs) Think about that, about Jesus is coming. You know, and he's, he's, he's trying to get his plan together and he's reminding him, Jesus is coming. <laughs> Time's getting short, you know, and, and they'll be trying to take them out, but they can't because they have supernatural abilities. These two men cannot be taken out until he lets them take them out at a certain point. But uh, they're going to be opposition to them. They're they're talking the whole time and telling him of what's going to be happening, and they're reminding him what's going to happen in the future. Think about that today. Uh, these two men will be reminded of the Antichrist of the future every day. No one can kill them because they have a supernatural fire that comes out of their mouth. And they'll also have power to shut up the heavens and stop the rain. Think about that today. Uh, there will be these will be ones that release the plagues as well. <coughs> so they have supernatural abilities. You're not somebody you can just easily take out, and they'll be causing him great opposition there. Of course, we also see the opposition that he's going to have with the ministry of angels in Revelation 14, 6 through 12, 12 talks about that. These angels will be ministering the gospel throughout the whole earth, the second half, half of the tribulation, the last three and a half years of the tribulation. So get a picture of this in your mind right now. You know, you got angels preaching the gospel for the last three and a half years. He's trying to do his worst. <laughs> They're telling people to get saved, warning them, you know, that they need to be saved and not take the mark, preaching the gospel, the good news, and how God loves them throughout the whole time of this three and a half years. Not easy to be an antichrist at that time. We got the two witnesses, right? We, we've got the 144,000 Jewish men trying to get all of Israel saved at that time. Lots and lots of opposition going on during that time. Of course, we know the plague of Revelations 8 through 9 that we're talking about there. And so the Antichrist must have opposition. He has angels getting people saved. He has 144,000 people getting saved. Nature is on its rampage. (laughs) There's much going on. The two witnesses are letting everyone know about what is going to happen on a daily basis, and he cannot stop them. Think about that today. Well, you know, he it's not going to be an easy, easy thing for him to just come take over the world like some people give him, give him the credit in the picture. No, it's, it's not going to be easy for him. Yet he calls himself God, and he's a sad excuse for God. If he, if he was a God, he could stop the angels. If he was a God, he could he could uh, stop these two witnesses, but no, he can't do that. Think about that today. You know, he's not as big as what a lot of people say he is, right? Of course, we have the rapture of the 144,000 right after mid-tribulation of Revelation 14, 1 through 5 talks about that. And then we have the marriage supper of the Lamb. Aren't you thrilled about that today? The marriage supper of the Lamb. So we'll be praying in heaven, joining Jesus and praying for those on earth. 
And then we're going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Bible talks about that in Revelation 19, 1 through 9. Did you you know that we so we know that we're going to still eat in heaven, right? Do you know angels eat too? Think about that today. Angels eat as well, but uh, we'll be eating in heaven, and uh, you know that's going to be some good food. You know, God's not going to show up with some not so good food. It's going to be some good home cooking. <coughs> you know, God likes to cook. Jesus was flipping fish there on the side of the sea. Remember that? You know, he had some long johns right there on the side of the sea, and he's going to have some good cooking at the marriage supper land. We're going to be celebrating. We're going to be thrilled. It's going to be a good time. Amen. We're going to be having fun. And then we're going to be with all of our loved ones. There will be no tears. I'll think about that today. Man, we'll have the barbecue on. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Praise the Lord. Celebrating with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Then the final day of the uh, seven-year tribulation. Let's talk about that a little bit. The rapture of the two witnesses in Revelation 11, 3 through 2 there. Uh, 12, I'm sorry. Now, these two witnesses die, and then half a day, half days prior to this, uh, they're raptured. No, no, I have to believe it's uh, we got three and a half days prior to this, they're raptured. Think about that. Uh, we've got all these raptures taking place. You can see why people get confused, right? But there's several that take place, and that's why they get confused. So that's why you got your, your mid-tribulation saints, you got your post-tribulation saints, and then, of course, you go, you got your regular uh tri- rapture saints like me right before the tribulation you know it's because they're, they are they get confused about how things are laid out but we know how they're laid out we know the years we know the dates we know that when the seven years and we know exactly the times the only date that we don't know is when the rapture of the church is going to happen and when it all starts and that we we do have information of the seasons, but we don't know have that exact date. And what is that date? Well, it's the when the lease on the planet is up, is what I like to call it. You know, I've had uh, several rental homes, you know, and you rent it for a certain amount of time, and God gave Adam a lease on this earth. And when that lease is up, which only God knows is up, and the, you know the devil knows there's even a time. And even the demons say, well, it says it's not the time. They told Jesus this is not the time. They know there's a certain time. And it's because that's when that lease is up on the planet, and only God knows that. And, you know, Jesus doesn't even know that. Did you know that? But God knows when the lease is up on this planet, and that's when the rapture is going to take place. Well, the rapture of the two witnesses are taking place, which is three three and a half days prior to this, and are raptured. So if you think that that the rapture is going to be at the end of the tribulation, then you're very wrong because we wouldn't know that date, right? If you think it's going to be in the mid-tribulation, you're very wrong because we know when that date is, right? Because we know uh, that there's going to be a peace agreement that's going to be three and a half years, and it's going to be broken right at the middle of the mid-tribulation. So we know exactly when that date is. So we know that that's not going to be the rapture of the church as well, right? We just don't know when it's going to start, and that's the date that we're talking about, and that's going to be the rapture of the church. But yet we do know the seasons, and that's why we have this series that we were talking about today with you, you know, the time of the end. And Daniel told us about the time of the end, and we've talked about that in that first lesson. And, uh, you know, you might look at that a little bit, you know, but we are living in the time of the end, praise the Lord, right? Christ returns in Zechariah 14, Revelation 19. We're talking about the final day of the uh, seven-year tribulation. We have Armageddon, Revelation 19, 19 through 21. It talks about the battle that ends in one hour. Think about that. You know, this is a big battle. 
<laughs> but when Jesus shows up on the scene, it ends in one hour. Powerful to think about, right? You know, you say, well, man, this it must not have been much of a war. Well, yeah, because Jesus shows up on the scene. We come back with him. And he shows up on the scene, and this battle is won in one hour. This is where the Antichrist armies and the Chinese uh, armies, a 2,000 million men army joined forces and are defeated by Jesus and his army of the saints. That's us, praise the Lord. That's back when the church comes showing back up. Think about that today. You know, we leave. Of course, we're not mentioned during those year, those chapters in the book of Revelation, because we don't come, we come back with Jesus, and we we take over this planet with Him. Praise the Lord! Think about that here in the Battle of Armageddon in Revelation nineteen nineteen through twenty one. Well, the Antichrist, the false prophet, are cast into the lake of fire. Revelation nineteen twenty. Boy, that's a good feeling. Aren't you glad he's going to be tossed into the lake of fire? You know, you know. You think about the fear on this planet and. The stress that the devil tries to cause for people and how much the environment's going to be different without the devil on this planet. Some people, they talk about when they go to heaven, it's so wonderful. They don't want to come back. It's because there's so much peace there. There's not all this uh, the fear that you have on the planet and all the, uh, you know, all the fight that you have with the enemy on the planet. It's just a peaceful joyous environment. Think about how the environment's going to change just when the Antichrist, the false prophet, are cast into the lake of fire and Satan is bound in Revelation 21 uh, through 3. He's bound. Think about that today. How the environment will be different on this earth. Powerful to think about. You know, aren't you glad that God's going to deal with the devil? I'm so thankful for that. Well, Christ reigns in Revelation 24, Isaiah 9 and then 6. Think about that. He comes and he reigns. We're going to talk about from here on in the, in the next uh, uh, message that we've got. But think about this today. There's going to be a time, you know, that even a lot of people say, well, I, I just love a democracy. Well, there's going to be a theocracy because Christ is coming and he's going to rule and reign. But, you know, he's going to set up the way he wants things to be on earth. Amen. And, and there are going to be a lot of people arguing with him, <laughs> Right. And he's going to set up a kingdom of love and joy and peace, but one that's in order. Think about that today. He knows how to have things in order. And then he's going to make sure that we have a wonderful, wonderful earth. And then, of course, we're not going to have that fear of the devil. And and God's going to take care of him, too. Praise the Lord. We're going to talk about he's released for a short period of time. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. But, uh, you know, Christ rules and reigns. Think about that, you know. You, you may think, well, man, they're just ruling this earth and people, the devil can do whatever he wants. No, he can't do what he wants because Jesus is the king and he rules and reigns. Think about that. There's, there's coming a time things are about to change. Hey, if you want to know Jesus and you've been listening to this message, I'm going to give you the opportunity to know Jesus. You don't want to go through this. You don't want to go through the seven-year tribulation. You don't want to go through those things that are, are going to be facing the earth at that time no 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 you want to know jesus the bible says if we confess jesus as lord and believe god's risen jesus from the dead ye shall be saved that's revelations or that's romans the 10th chapter and the 9th and 10th verse if you'd like to pray that prayer with me you can pray with me today and you can get saved right there where you're at <coughs> and you can go to heaven with us we'd love to have you there with us praise the lord so go and pray with me father I believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. 
And Father, I confess Jesus is Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. I'm not playing games. I wanted you to be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer, you get to go with us. Be looking, be watching. Amen. There's a time coming, and it's coming soon. We're in the season to be raptured out of here, to be with You say, well, why do you call it rapture? It's not even called rapture. Well, it's called escape. It's called being caught up in the air with, to be with the Lord, right? And you're going to get to be caught up and see Jesus and all of his wonderfulness, and you're going to enjoy and have a good time with us. Praise the Lord. We're so glad that you're part of the kingdom. Praise God. Well, you know, let's get as many people as we can saved. Let's try to reach out to as many. That's what I'm doing even with this podcast today. We want to see as many people get saved as possible. Email me at Jeremiah S. Ministries if you've gotten saved today. We'd love to hear about it. Put it in the comments. I'll take a few minutes to see what's in the comments today. We love you. God bless you, and I hope that you're ready for a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to JeremiahSmithMinistries.com. Thank you for listening.